Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 91. This week we're uh, tackling Jojo Rabbit, a Taika Waititi uh, movie uh, that was just out, at, uh, what was that, two years ago? Uh, 2019, I mean, I mean, yes. 2019, yeah. This 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 one get released in the theaters, or did this end up going oh, yeah. straight? To, okay. I, yeah, I no, because seeing... the pandemic started 2020, so uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, had, okay. it had a full run. It seems like so long ago. It, it just seems like everything was uh, taken out by the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I, I didn't see this in the theater, but I remember seeing the trailer uh, thinking it was interesting, but I, I just never did see it in the, the theater. And then it took me a while to watch it, but once I did, I was really glad I did. So well, I just, this is the, typically, this is the sort of movie that I would gravitate towards and want to watch in the theater, but I hadn't for some reason. It was, it was you saying, well, we got to do this as a podcast. So I just watched it. Uh, this last week for oh, the first time. Was this? Oh, really? Oh, God! Yeah. I thought you had seen it before. Oh my! Oh, even better! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I am so happy about that. Yeah, I uh, I can't even remember. I think Sierra mentioned something. Like I had wanted to watch this, and just, I forgot about it. Um, then my daughter Sierra was talking to me, and uh, we were we were talking about it, and she's like, "Oh, you, we should watch that." And we found it. I can't remember where it was. It was somewhere free for us to watch, so we watched it, and I was just blown away. So. Super glad you got a chance to watch it. And uh, we'll were you uh, were you influenced by the fact that you know this is your favorite uh, MCU director uh, tackling kind of this, this movie? I'm sure that had a, had a bit of a, a uh, you know it was yeah it it, it literally literally it was because I, I didn't know who who he was before that Taika Waititi, um, but yeah, being that uh, Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite movies of all times, and and he was the director. I give this guy mad props for everything I've seen from him so far, um, and I, it makes me want to go watch more. And and, uh, and, and see, see, from my point of view, it's uh, <laughs> he was the director of Flight of the Concords episodes right. too. So that's uh, one reason why I should have been on board with this one <laughs> a lot earlier than uh, than just now. <laughs> Right, right. When I found that out too, I was like, oh, Steve's going to look. And I was like, I'm like, mm, am I going to get a chance to drop that knowledge on him without him knowing? And then I was like, no, no not, not going to happen. I was, I was so, for for like a half a second, I thought about it when, the, when I found out, I was like, oh, no, he knows. He knows. He, of course he knows. All right. Well, uh, before we get into too deep into this, uh, let's, let's talk about our drinks because that's what we do at each one of these episodes. We, yeah. we pair a, a drink for these and uh, I will let you go first. All right. Um, I came up with my own cocktail. Um, I, I did a little bit of research at first. I was, I was looking for unicorn, um, uh, <laughs> recipes and, um, I, I got really kind of excited about the whole unicorn theme, this idea of a horned beast, uh, that, uh, you know, the, that they refer to as the Jews having horns and stuff. And then oh, okay. you, know, you see Hitler, uh, eating the unicorn and, um, and yet, we think of unicorns as these beautiful beasts and too. So right, right. It, it goes along with the motif of beauty versus ugliness that kind of go, plays out in the, in the movie. So that's where I began, but all uh, the, the cocktails I found all called for this, a unicorn liqueur <laughs> that I oh, couldn't geez. get a hold of. And I thought it was a little, little silly, but I found some recipes that kind of clued me into a different direction. And then I put myself, put something together based on some of that. Um, and I call this a, um, a rosy spritz. It's, um, 
So I used a couple of the ingredients I had. I have a, uh, a rose gin that I used in past podcasts. Nice. That's how I kind of gave it a little. Uh, and of course, this is based off of uh, Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah, right. Uh, Rosie, Rosie. Who, uh, who plays the mother. And um, so I had a, a rose gin and I added a little of that uh, Chambord black mm-hmm. raspberry liqueur. Um, nice. And then I and then I added a, a whole bunch of champagne on top of that, which was uh, something that she called out in some some dialogue about womanhood being, you know, you drink you drink champagne when you're when you're celebrating and you drink champagne <laughs> when you're sad, too. So so I, I like I like the idea. I think she's um, a, a vital character for this kind of the uh, almost the point of view of the movie, um, more so than the child. I, the, well, well, I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. later. But um, anyway, so this is a rosy <laughs> spritz. It. It's um, and and I added a little ice too to kind of give it a nice, uh, cool, cool, refreshing flavor too. And it's it's delicious. So cheers. Nice. That sounds awesome. Uh, fun fact: you know, you were talking about the unicorn, and in, in, uh, you know, the, there's that big scene where where Adolf is uh, sitting at the table with a big unicorn head made out of meat. Uh, one of the things I found out is uh, apparently uh, Adolf Hitler was a, a vegan, so he not only would he not have eaten unicorn, he wouldn't have been eating meat and stuff like that. So it was kind of well, like a, 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 a unicorn is imaginary meat, so maybe that's that's it's like tofu, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe. Well, I was gonna say too, that's why you couldn't find that liquor because it's it's an imaginary liquor. You couldn't find the, you right. know, the unicorn liquor, <laughs> right? I, I found a description that said it was made from uh, unicorn tears, which yeah, sounded kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I I didn't even think about that, but there's actually um uh, there's a really good beer uh from uh Revelations I think which is in Reno. Uh my daughter told me about that's a uh, has a unicorn uh theme to it and stuff like that. They actually have it at um I think it was at Whole Foods or not Whole Foods uh Trader Joe's the other day. Well, uh, didn't uh, didn't the Kincaid send us a picture um, when they were from in Colorado of had like a a, a beer with a elephant on it and then there was another one with a, a unicorn on it too. I think so. so yeah, the glasses. Yeah. Well, and I know there was one that we were looking at possibly brewing one time that was called Elef- uh, uh, Unicorn Farts, and you actually <laughs> put uh, u- uh, glitter in it, and it's just like I'm like. Mm. You know, it could be the best beer in the world, but I don't really want glitter in my beer. But, uh, it just, you <laughs> right. know, it's kind of funny. Uh, that's right, awesome. What are, you, I, what are you drinking? So uh, I went down the. You're going to say it. I went down the rabbit hole. Isn't that what you, you were? About oh, to yeah. Say? I did kind of. I do like I always do, uh, trying to figure out what I want to do. And I was thinking about something rabbit. No. And then I was, I was going down and, and something kept coming back to Taika Watiti. And every time I hear his name and say his name, it just makes me think of a tropical drink. Nice. Right. And I will so, I will give you a congratulations because I don't think you've mispronounced it once this podcast yet. I've been trying like all it's week. Not, and I'm, 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 I'm going to screw it up sooner or later. But I, I've been screwing it up like crazy. But, uh, I've been, I've <laughs> a lot been, of people we'll, do. We'll see. <laughs> I, I've been hearing it a lot this week and I've been saying it a lot. But uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. So uh, I went down the road of a Taika Maititi. <laughs> So, wow. <laughs> uh, so, but I had I had to take the regular Mai Tai and, and spruce it up a little bit to give it a, a, a kiwi flavor, right? Yeah, to it, nice. To give it that that kiwi because he's a New Zealander and that they're kiwis. So I made a. It's basically a kiwi Mai Tai. It's it's a Mai Tai um, uh, with pineapple juice and orange juice. Yeah. Um, and then I. He added, says he's a was, Polynesian Jew, so you can call it orange Jew and and pineapple oh, nice. Jew. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then, uh, so I, it, it, 
found this recipe and it called for kiwi juice. Much like the unicorn uh, liquor, kiwi juice is damn near impossible to find. You can, you can buy kiwis ki though, right? Can you buy yeah, some kiwis? So, and, just, and that's what I ended up doing. And I, squeeze, so I bought, do they squeeze? <laughs> no, they don't. They, they do not squeeze. But I, I cut one open, uh, cut it in half, and put half of it in the bottom. And, and I guess it's muddled, muddled it. Muddled it. That's, yeah, there yeah you go. muddled it up. Dropped in. Uh, I went with the two different alcohols are both Captain Morgan's, but I had a, a, a two ounces of spiced rum and a two ounce of the coconut rum. Poured that in over the muddled uh, kiwi, shook it up, poured it over t uh, three ounces of pineapple juice and uh, three ounces of orange juice. And uh, then I poured the, the, the mixture over the top of that, added a little grenadine, and it's uh, fabulous. I even... Uh, I even used part of the kiwi as uh, the little garnish on the top with nice. two cherries. So, nice. uh, yeah, I was really happy with this one because I was kind of like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing what I said I was going to do and start kind of making my own, coming up with my own ideas, and, and I, I was able to do it. And it's delicious. So uh, I'm, And I get to use my glass from last week, Very which good. my hurricane glass. So. Nice. Well, this is, I think, I, I can't say that I didn't buy anything because I did have to buy the the champagne um but okay. i went with the cheap california champagne which is really not really, i don't know how it's just they can, sparkling wine i don't think they can call it that i don't know how they got away with it because it's like saying uh, you know new york scotch or something like that but um but um that was all i had to purchase and those were just like two dollar bottles so this is probably the cheapest drink i've gotten away with two dollar champagne it, they, it was a little yeah they were there it was oh like the little dot the little bottles little bottle yes Gotcha. So, I was like, I already yeah. had the I already had the rose gin and the and the and the chambor chambor. Yeah, uh, I was thinking, is that some two buck chuck uh, champagne or uh, <laughs> California sparkling wine, yeah. as they like to say? No, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have to buy any alcohol for this one. I actually had had the uh, the rum. I almost always have rum in the house. Uh, it just the sailor in me, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, and I do I love Captain Morgan, especially uh, the coconut rum. Uh, my my good friend Bill Reed got me hooked on that one long long time ago, back when it was called Parrot Bay. Now it's just Captain Morgan's Coconut. Used to have its own uh, n name, uh, Parrot Bay Rum. So it was good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, now that we've got through our drinks and uh, let's get into this. Uh, this, from what I understood going into this, is that uh, well, after I saw it and, and started researching that apparently this was very a controversial movie because a lot of people were saying you can't make a film about a, a satire about Nazis and you can't you can't make a fun movie about the Holocaust or you know or that it's, time frame and it's certainly a hard one to pitch um, you know he he based it off of a book uh, that he read in, in 2010 is that his mother recommended. And she actually told him, you should make this into a movie, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, a, a book called caging skies. And it is n not a satire at all. It is a very <laughs> heavy one. I even, I mean, I read some, some things about it. It said uh, any sense of levity the book has is quickly subsumed by the bleak hopelessness of its message, leaving us alone with a sickly twisted narrator who's incapable of recognizing the moral of his own story. So he took this, you know, this story, this kind of framework and completely turned it into his own, his own thing. I, um, I know it did win an Academy Award for best uh, adapted screenplay. Yeah. Well. Um, and uh, so he, he did a great job balancing the satire, but not losing 
the the drama that really oh for sure i mean or the emotional impact of of the characters so you know i agree with you 100 percent um i heard a a couple other people talking about that he got this from the book and i thought that was great i didn't know anything about it until just before this podcast i watched a youtube video that was basically taking the book in the movie and kind of comparing them And uh, it was really interesting because they, they went into how deep the book was and, and how much, like, uh, the protagonist, Jojo, was not a good guy in the book. Like, I mean, he flips it on its head completely. And, uh, you know, it, it really changes it. And I'm glad well, he did because... And, and even in the end, I think he keeps he keeps Elsa locked in for, yeah, over the, for, like, four years after the war is over. He doesn't... Whereas here, it's it's a pretty quick... real. Uh, you know, he comes to terms with with his uh, what he wants to do pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I, I think if he would have if they would have made that other, uh, I don't think it would have went over at all. I I don't think that's a movie I ever want to really see. <laughs> the, <laughs> well, the, the, it it's I mean, it's a different type. It's a it's der- certainly uh, there there have been movies that kind of approach the emotional uh, heavy drama of of what war can do to you and and but. In a two-hour movie, I think this is a better formula where you can, you can, you can address a lot of issues with with satire. He does that so well. Um, he told a little story. I watched an interview with him where he talks about. I think it was Groucho Marx or one of the where where he he relates this story about um, back in the '30s. It was like his niece uh, was staying in a Hollywood hotel or something that had a had a had a swimming pool but um because she was a jew she wasn't allowed to swim in the pool and oh. he rather than you know throw a fit he and i'm not i might this might not be groucho marx this might be someone else <laughs> um but uh, rather than throwing a fit he he wrote a letter to the owner and said well she's only half half jewish so can she you know can she go into the pool down to her waist you know which and 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 i i I thought that was a wonderful little story that this, this was uh, uh, Taika. <laughs> See, I'm going to blow it now. <laughs> oh, Watiti um, told um, just to say where his where his uh, satire comes from. It's this idea right. of trying to approach these issues that are not easy to to uh, to communicate about and uh, give them some levity and at the same time um, still still uh, hit back. You know, give give them right, some punch right. at the same time. Well, and that's what I thought. Um, you know, a lot of people said that this was a bad movie because they, you know, you can't talk about that. And, and his idea was, it's like, look, if you can make something comfortable to talk about, even if it's a bad thing with levity and and, and satire, it's a good thing because it, if otherwise people aren't talking about it. And and so to get people into a comfortable zone where you're not defensive about things, sometimes satire and, and laughter is the way to go. I don't think he ever points fun at anybody in a harmful way to where you know you know and i'm not gonna tell anybody not to be offended but but like i don't think he ever intentional puts anything out there that's like oh that's just over the top and and he doesn't make it like oh nazis are good guys and which a lot of people you know that's some of the stuff people were talking about is like you know you know they made fun of the jews a lot in in a way with with some of the descriptions and stuff they did but they also did it from a jewish person's point of view you know so it's like i i I think it what he was trying to do was incredible and i think what he did with it was incredible um great movie personally i i this is one of my top movies right now like like i could go back and watch this again right now and still 
be fully engaged the whole time. I couldn't find it streaming, so I ended up uh, getting it on Amazon, and it was it was rent for two ninety nine or purchased for four ninety nine. I thought, well, you know, after all the the praise you had given it, I thought I'm just going to purchase it for a couple extra bucks. So anyone who uh, wants the ability to watch that anytime they want, check it out there. It's rare you get a. a it's also so streaming cheap. on Cinemax right now. Yeah, uh, well, I don't have Cinemax. So. <laughs> I, I happen to have it because uh, I'm really bad about canceling things after we watch something or waiting <laughs> for the next season. And uh, because Alyssa's very into Out, uh, Outlander, we've had Cinemax for a while. Uh, so, um, I, I still have it. <laughs> um, one of the things I liked about, uh, his portrayal of, of Adolf Hitler, um, which he, in interviews, he said, you know, he wanted to make him out a, as an idiot. And, and I get, I get oh, that, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of got more the impression that he was really portraying Adolf through through Jojo's eyes, you know, all the dialogue that kind of comes mm -hmm. out is still that, that 10 year old, um, uh, point of view, his, his, mm -hmm. you know, obviously influenced by the, by the Nazi youth, uh, 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 the, the, what do they call it? The Nazi youth, um, camp. army or yeah, the camp, um, the, uh, a lot of the indoctrination, indoctrination that happened during those times to try to get the, the, the youth to turn on even their parents, you know, and, and, and right. adopt, oh, yeah. a, a, adopt some of these, these attitudes, but it's, it's great hearing, hearing his portrayal, which he is an idiot, but at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's, it, there's, there's a certain charm to it. I mean, even in the beginning when, when, uh, when Jojo w will, won't kill the rabbit because he's, you know, he's a little too sensitive. He's, he can't, he can't do that. And, and Adolf backs him up saying, you know, that that's okay. And it was, it was a moment where you actually like, connect with oh this is this is a good imaginary friend that he's got here yeah. um of course that, that goes a little you know he it takes a little while for for uh for him to kind of separate the two and and um and uh i like i like how they they turn him into a superhero at one point when he jumps out the window almost like he's he's flying away <laughs> and then and then in the end uh when when he basically kind of uh, kills kills his imaginary friend. It's it's more he the kicks same him sort the of curb. Super, yeah, kicks him kicks him out through the window. So that was a nice moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they did a lot of stuff with this, and this was one of the other things that some people uh, had issues with with was making um, any Nazis or or, or uh, Hitler himself kind of likable, and and he's like, look, this is this isn't Hitler. This and and they even asked him was like you know like did you do any research? He's like no, the guy's a cunt. I'm not going to do any research on him. This is my take uh -huh. on what I believe a ten year old boy right. would you know yeah. and and not only that but he was kind of he's a he's a father figure in a way because his father's not there. So he, he well and even when you see a picture when you see a picture of the father, it's it's Takawatiti. Uh, it's it's this. Oh. So it's he's in the he, he's in the image of his father. Which, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, which I thought was that's a was, good pickup. Was, I didn't I didn't catch that, effective. and I didn't hear anybody else say it. Yeah. Um, some of the other cool things I thought they did with the with the the Hitler through the thing is, if you watch, uh, they have his uniform change throughout the the movie too, um, and it represents uh, the time through uh, his reign. Like, oh, he, you mean Adolf Adolf Hitler's yeah. uniform? Okay, his wow. uniform changes. Um, to the very interesting one where at the very end he's after he's committed suicide and shot himself where he comes back he oh, I saw he had head. the he had the blood stain on his yeah. on his well he has the side. hole on one yeah. side and yeah. the blood on the other his uniform is gray at that point almost like 
his life is you know drained out of him and stuff uh-huh. and it was like man the subtle some of the subtle yeah. things in this were like crazy cool you, you um, mentioned that he didn't do any any research about hitler but he did do a lot of research about nazi germany and you know um the the fact that it was more of a colorful movie there was a lot yes. more style into it that was something that he discovered that you know mm-hmm. a lot of these movies that portray nazi germany it's very gray and grim and stuff but he didn't find that to be the case in some of his research and all the kind of the humorous satirical things when you know when they've got um, the fraulein uh what's it what's her name <laughs> rom uh, or something describing yeah. the jew and you know <laughs> she said she got that actually from textbooks that were actually you know that that's actually oh, I believe it. accurate that a lot of those portrayals were very uh, historically accurate he did do a lot of research in that aspect to try to yeah. to make sure that a lot of these things were told in so that you can actually the the, the you're if you're amused and and laugh at it and say it's ridiculous that's not the case it is it is actually real um but but it's well it but i think he was also so ridiculous that but, but that's what he wanted it to yeah. is is not a ridiculous and like haha funny i'm just gonna laugh that off and, and ridiculous is the fact that that was what people were really thinking and, and pushing and stuff like that the propaganda mm-hmm. machine that was out there was spewing this stuff and people were believing it and that's what you want he wanted you to believe is the ridiculous not necessarily yeah. what they were saying but the fact that people were believing it without putting any thought and process into it. And that's right. what he's he's talking about. And one of the things I heard is that he was, the reason he wanted to get this out there was because he started see, seeing more of this propaganda being displayed in, in the world, you know, the U.S. And, and, you know, New Zealand, Australia, the places that he's he's currently being with with his, you know, worldwide uh filming and and becoming a a a marvelous uh uh director of these films you know he's starting to see these other places the same stuff happening and and it made me start thinking i'm like man you know he he's 100 percent right and and this isn't this isn't a political statement for either side but both sides have their propaganda just just like we did you know sure nazis had their propaganda and the u.s had their propaganda against the nazis too everybody has their side of the story that they promote and if you don't take it with some actual thought it can become this ridiculousness where you just (laughs) buy everything that you're hearing and and don't ever do any of your own research don't ever find out and just wholeheartedly believe what you're being told apparently the uh the studio where they shot a lot of the a lot of the indoor scenes um was a studio that that a lot of propaganda films from the from, <laughs> from, from that time were, were created for you know mm-hmm. to support the, um, the support the Hitler, troops yeah support the the Hitler Hitler regime um, so so that's interesting cool. that he yeah um, he, he, and he also said talk about research it, when when the when the kids when that when uh, Jojo is running around in that robot suit trying to collect steel oh for, yeah 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 he said he said he found photos exactly like that was that was verbatim he, that, that's what they would do they'd send out the, the children to collect steel so they can make more more bombs wearing these kind of robots when I saw it the first time of course I'm thinking of Flight of the Concords and, and you know <laughs> them running around with their robot suits singing Humans Are Dead um, and, uh, and which so I thought, oh, he's just getting a little one of those uh, those comic moments in there, and, and then to find out that that's that's all legit too. I was that that's was, crazy. That was I didn't know that. That's that's very interesting. Um, let's let's talk about these these kid actors in this because there was a few that were just outstanding. Uh, Roman Roman Griffin Davis played Jojo, mm-hmm. uh, Jojo Betzler, 
and uh, he was fabulous. Uh, this kid, I, I mean, if he keeps that up, he's going to be a huge star because he just, there was no part in this that I thought, oh, my God, this isn't just a kid living his life. Yeah, this casting, casting, act. casting. That This is where Taiki Waki, he, he's, 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 uh, you know what was the wildebeest? He had another kid actor mm-hmm. in that 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 actually was in Deadpool too. Um, that that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's, New, he's also New Zealander. Yeah, he said he casts uh, child actors to he tries to match the you know when he sees something in them that matches the role as pe- as best he can because then he then he doesn't have to direct them as much. They can just kind of uh, yeah. impart it. And that's the worst. What Spielberg did in his younger days too so well with with young actors he could get there he could kind of find their maturity and 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 bring it onto the screen and a, and and really brings that imp- it it if if you don't get the casting right in some of these roles you just can't make the film work so it's so yeah crucial. if they're not believable if yeah. you believe they're reading lines or or regurgitating lines and yeah it's yeah. hard to believe and, and I never believed that in any of the scenes with any of the young <laughs> and just so you, think the judge you know the actor he's he's getting he's getting film direction from Adolf Hitler because you know he's you know because <laughs> he's dressed like Hitler. He's, he's running around in an Adolf Hitler suit that's got to be a little awkward but uh not only that, but a fat suit underneath an Adolf Hitler suit, uh, which I thought was funny, too. Uh, just the fact that, yeah, they brought it up. He's like, yeah, I had to wear a fat suit to play him, which I thought was hilarious. Um, another one of the young, not we're not going to get to her yet, but I want to talk about uh, Archie Yates, who played Yorkie. Ah, who was Jojo's he, uh, little? He just had a few little moments, but every every line he just he brilliant. just nailed. I loved it. Oh, you've got a girlfriend. He, yeah. he, he had a certain like charming uh, uh, maturity to him for such a young kid, but he delivered those. It makes lines you want. So it makes you want to just pick him up and hug him. <laughs> yes. Like you know, at the end where he's like, uh, I think I'm gonna go home. I want to see my mom. I need a cuddle. Like, You're like oh. Right. <laughs> But the the one that made me laugh more than anything is when when Jojo sees him the first time after you know a while and he's carrying the back end of the bazooka and he drops it and he's like oh poop or you know just oh shit and you know it's just so funny and he, he's wearing a paper uniform and it just uh, the stuff in it is hilarious I know. He, he was incredible it's not paper it's like it's like what did he did he said they told us it was paper but it's not really paper <laughs> it's like cardboard. <laughs> weird <laughs> but he was incredible and then we had uh uh thomason mckenzie who played elsa mm-hmm. who was uh uh they referred to as the jew the jew girl or uh the girl that was uh hiding out in the in his sister's room and inga's ghost up, yeah 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 inga's ghost that part when he first discovers her the whole the whole scene where he he first creeps up and he like catches her you know that he creeps into the side room and he goes up and just sees her foot and screams and it's this whole like ghost story scary movie type thing so brilliant i mean and i didn't catch on to it myself uh someone mentioned that and then uh, i watched it again yesterday um it's the first part where she's coming out of the closet and the first thing you see is the hand reach over around the corner <laughs> and you're like oh my god that's straight out of creeper movies and yeah and then the fingers walking down the banister you're like oh my god is so good or even et when 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 et is you know gets the m&ms you know the the hands come oh, out. oh the hand yeah, comes yeah, out yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh just just some of the stuff they pulled from that and and she did such an incredible job um in in her rendition of everything uh she was a very 
interesting character where you you feel for her because you know you understand the situation we understand the situation because of the history books that we've read and and the history we've learned of what they've gone through um and then the interactions with her and jojo and you just you, you feel for because you know her holy interaction with everything outside is basically now jojo and his mom rosie yeah and uh you know the whole I want to learn everything about Jews. I love, <laughs> love the little book, uh, you who do, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was hilarious. Um, and then, but, uh, the one that really got me and made me laugh, uh, was in when she draws, uh, and he comes up and he's like, I want you to, you know, draw me a map where all your Jews live. And so she, she draws the picture of his face and, and his, his head and underneath it said, uh, what did it say? Uh, dump, dump hook? Basically oh. it was like, it's like stupid head or something like, you know, it's basically yeah. dummy. And he's like, this is just a stupid picture of my head. And she goes, yeah. Cause that's where I'm living. And that's I was like, we, yeah, that's she's living live. in yeah. his head. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. And did you notice as far as language, you know, of course the whole thing mm -hmm. is, is done in English, but all the visual language is in, is in German. Yes. And it, even, even the kind of the, the jokes. Cause you know, when she comes out of the, out of the closet for the first time and, and he says, you know what am I and and yeah. and he says a Jew and and she says Gesundheit. No, she doesn't yeah. say bless you. She says oh, that's, right. she that's, that's the right. only yeah. time she actually uses German. That's German yeah. spoken, which I thought was hilarious. Well, she does but... say hi, Hitler. Okay, I, <laughs> yes, but but I, I thought it was clever that there. You know, I don't know what the what the German translation of a Jew is, but I don't think it's. I, I wonder if it sounds like a sneeze or if that was just. You know, you don't. That's just take, an American joke. of the American American. Uh, Wording oh, but it, to, it's to, hilarious to make, a, to make a German joke for something that's yeah. supposed to be spoken in German. I just thought that was kind of ironic. So, <laughs> no, that was great, and, and yeah, you're right, 100. percent That um, yeah, all the visual media is in is written in German and stuff like that. Um, not only that, but let's talk about the music real quick. So, well, yeah, the well, opening the song. There's two that, songs. The yeah, two songs that they did in, in they German. Did the Beatles. Uh, I want to hold your hand in German. In the they beginning. actually sang that too. I I, yeah. I saw in the credits. I now I know David Bowie didn't sing the last one, but uh, oh yes, but, he did. He has oh, a whole I, album in German. Oh, it didn't say that is at, actually David Bowie. Is it? It didn't say yes. it in the credits. It said a different band. So I thought. Uh, I'm pretty sure because okay. someone was someone mentioned that that David Bowie actually released an enti I, that entire album I, in German. That that makes sense. I mean, he's it, he's he's a white uh, blonde. He's probably got lots of German <laughs> descent. <laughs> um, uh, well, and not only that, but I out of the two songs, that one sounded more uh, voice at, matched to me uh -huh. when I listened to it. Matter of fact, it was it's very haunting and very interesting to listen to the the closing credit songs with the the david the david bowie song it's a perfect um, perfect bookends too for the for the for the movie to have the one you know where it's all about it's all about raising your hand to hitler and <laughs> just... right right no <laughs> yeah well th so what they did was is they um apparently they used clips from actual uh nazi propaganda um films and stuff like that clipped in with the beatles um, like the girls going crazy and stuff like that to make it seem like that was like like Adolfo was as, as, as popular as the Beatles. And so that was all clipped together with actual film clips from like propaganda stuff. There, there was a director, I can't think of the guy's name, but he actually did a lot of this Germany propaganda films and stuff like that. So they actually took film from him and I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, it, it, it was so... 
just it just had such a cool feel in the beginning because it just got you a little bit amped up and then yeah the david bowie um heroes was is the song um and uh, it just incredible like yeah it's david bowie and the 10 tenors i guess okay is that the one that you heard 10 tenors was what i saw in the credits so i thought that must not be bowie but maybe he was if, he, if he's part I, of that band i heard that... i may be wrong but i heard that actually bowie did uh he wrote the song and sung it but it might have been performed with them okay um yeah something someone Great. said that he, awesome. he released that the, whatever that album was with here it might be even called heroes a whole album in germany in german I I'm saw like I, I saw Bowie in the '80s at uh, Anaheim Stadium in uh, in uh, in Anaheim, um, and uh, uh, he didn't sing it in German then. So no, no, I don't <laughs> think he would. Do you sing it in Anaheim East? Anaheim East. <laughs> oh, that um, stadium was full. Oh my god, was I, I I would go see Bowie. He, he <laughs> definitely would. I I would rather see Bowie than I would think I would rather see the Beatles personally. Well. Not going to get a chance for either. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Anyways, <laughs> but let's get back to this movie. Um, so we've we've talked a little bit about JoJo, um, uh, Roman Griffin, talked about Thomas and McKenzie, McKenzie um, talked a little bit about Taika Waititi playing Adolf uh, <laughs> as well as directing. Let's get let's get into uh, some of the other support characters. Sam Rock Sam Rockwell. I can get Taika Waititi, but can't Captain Klesendorf and Freddie yeah, Finkel, Captain right? <laughs> Uh, such an incredible job on this, and, and such a fun character. And he, he said he researched, you know, he, some some he, he like uh, what was the what was the Spielberg movie? The um, uh, Ray Fiennes in in uh, in um, oh god, what's the what's the movie that Spielberg did? That the, that, that narrows it down. <laughs> no, the, the the one on on the Holocaust. Oh. Um, Oh, Schindler, uh, no. Schindler's, Schindler's List. Schindler's yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Schindler's List. I had the actors, I just didn't have the name of the movie. <laughs> um, but uh, he said he did some research on on some of these heavy characters, but they ended up settling more on Bill Murray as a as a yeah. model, like Bill Murray speaking <laughs> German, you know, as far as a, a role model. Was it that for, from for, Stripes? For, yeah, from, uh, <laughs> I, I believe it was Stripes. Yeah. <laughs> but he had a he had a he had a voice coach to try to get the accent right but i think yeah. once they decided to go bill murray it probably wasn't quite as important <laughs> he did such an incredible job and and it was one of those things and and a lot of people were really praising uh rockwell in this one um and i was just like thinking about it i was like he's done a lot of really cool stuff and and i i go back to his mcu uh connection which you know is iron man i think it's just two iron man was he in the original but he plays justin hammer in mcu um who was kind of like a, a right. Tony Stark. Well, he, was, he was originally considered for the Iron Man role. I think that's where Iron Man won. He was he was in the running for, uh, for I, Tony I Stark. I could see that. Uh, I, but, I uh, could see him killing it. He, he, yeah. But yeah, so he plays such an incredible character in that. But he has that, that just that, there's something about him. Even if he's a bad guy, you just <laughs> still like him because his, his... Charlie's Angels, that's where I remember him from. <laughs> he's got that little dance that he's doing, too. You know, in which oh, he does that in Iron Man <laughs> when he comes out on the stage, too, yeah. 
Um, he probably does that dance a lot at home, I bet. You know, just just in general, like you know, he, he gets out of the shower, he does that little shimmy. Think so? and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think if I had that dance down, I probably would. I read that that this movie marked the third year in a row that he was in an Academy Academy Award <laughs> yes. nominated movie. The, he did the three billboards, and I can't think of the the third one. But uh, uh, um, oh, I just um, I it's off the top of my head. Um, what is it? It's oh, jeez. You're checking your notes, so it's not off the top. Of I your am. Head. I am. No, I know it's not off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember. It was something silly. It's some. Oh, Vice. That's what it was. Oh, Vice. Sure. Okay, the one about uh, Dick Cheney. Yeah. I was like, it was something like. Oh, that's super... right. He played Bush. He played George W. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> he got nominated for it, I believe. Nice. Um, so. He just was such a cool character. Now, um, a lot of people uh, that I listen to, and I, I listen to a lot of good podcasts. This one, um, I had I had really good luck with finding some really incredible podcasts uh, to listen to on this one. Only a few that I jumped through was like, yeah, no. Matter of fact, I found like two or three that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go listen to some more stuff from you guys because pretty good stuff. Um, but a lot of people talked about not only did this movie cover how. Uh, you know, there was such a propaganda against the Jews that um, Captain K, he also represented that, uh, you know, he had a homosexual feel to him. Like, you know, he was. Oh, yeah. Him and him and Alfie. Uh, Alfie Allen Finkel. Finkel. Yeah. Uh, Finkel. Yeah. That it was it was kind of subtle, but it was out there right in at your the, face. At a little the bit. end, I when I was watching it the second I watched it twice this this last week and I had it on Amazon which has little trivia things and they and, oh, cool. and that I that I brought up and it said something about the costumes that he had made yeah. at the end uh, had little uh, pink, triangles. pink triangles which was I guess something that Hitler uh, cre- they put said, those on the uniforms of prisoners that were uh, that were gay mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. so uh, so definitely a nod to 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 that yeah that was... well but I mean not only this but and th- some people had issues with this too that because they they also, he was a Nazi, right? He Well, this is where I have problems with people just throwing the word Nazi around. Just because you were in the German army does not necessarily mean you were part of the Nazi party. Um, that well, it this was whole political... movie is about the innocence of, you know, you've got, yes. it's all this youth, uh, you know, and, and, and in the end, it's, it's uh, Captain K that, you know, sacrifices himself to, to, to save uh, Jojo, 100%. which, which, you know, and then you hear the, 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 the gunfire, the gunfire yeah. and, and you, you can't help but, but. Oh yeah, no. Like, oh, well, man. and that's where people, that's where people were having, they were like, oh, you're, you're, you're giving this, this uh, Nazi a, a savior. And I'm like, just because he's in the German army does not necessarily make him part if of the Nazi party. you don't humanize these people, you're doing the exact same thing Nazi Germany was doing. They were trying yes. to dehumanize the enemy or, you know, what they deemed the enemy by, yeah. you know, drawing pictures of, you know, they, they smell like, <laughs> smell like, uh, what's the vegetable? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, right. Oh, uh, was it, uh, cauli- uh, uh not cauliflowers. Uh, <laughs> oh, what was it? Uh, no. Yeah. Was it no Brussels sprouts? <laughs> Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. That was it. Oh yes, Brussels sprouts. That was that was, that was uh, the the other kid, Yorkie, uh, said, "Oh, yeah. I ate Brussels sprouts. I forgot." But yeah, I thought it was an incredible job. And then one of the things that, um, if you watch this and you really pay attention, from the whole time through, he's never really a a big supporter of what what Germany is doing. If you watch, but I understand where people. His, his 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 uniform. He has some very distinguished medals. Like people brought up that they were actual medals from like combat. Like you had to have you had to have like 
so many times in in actual hand to hand combat to get in and stuff like that. So he was probably a a high level military leader. You're at talking some point. Who, which one are you talking about? We're talking about Captain K. Okay. Okay. Sure. And so my point was is though okay just because you're in the military and you're doing your job as as you are in the military doesn't mean you always agree with the 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 leading party right there's people right now in our army right in our military in our on our air force marines navy coast guard all of them that don't agree with what's going on in afghanistan sure. right but they have to do what they're told to do that's that's their job they they do their job mm-hmm. so they may not agree with what's going on in the political party that's running it this is i think what same thing with captain k right he he so for them to say he was a nazi i disagree but he did have his moments like if uh, one of the things i was going to say is if you watch from the beginning and really look at what he's talking about like when jojo blows up <laughs> first thing he says is his mom's going to kill me yeah. <laughs> right the other part I noticed is, which I'll get back to. There's some funny parts in that. But then we get to another scene where they're at the swimming pool. And JoJo's swimming in the water and pops up and Hitler's talking to him. Yeah. If you look in the background, there's Captain K and and uh, Finkel sitting on the side of the pool. And, and Rosie comes up, the mom, and she starts to hand something. And they cringe away from her like she's going to pummel them. Well, yeah, she kicked him in the nuts earlier. So Well, yeah, there's that too. But I think the funny thing is, is, is it really shows that he has a personal relationship with her from from further back than just her son being part of this. And if you think about it, she's part of the resistance and she has a deep personal relationship with him. He's probably in the army. Do you think part uh, of the resistance, you know, if you look at the, at the timing of, of how the scenes play out when the Gestapo show up at his house and, uh, and so does, so does Captain K. He shows up kind of at the same time and it's, it's carrying a bike. Yeah, and right after that, well, okay, and right after that is 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 when uh, Jojo uh, goes out and finds his mom. And do you think that? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that he knew? He probably. Yeah. I, I would think he did. Um, because I think he, that's he, why he, he showed up. And yeah. if you if you if you watch that carefully, he comes running in that house, breathing heavily, carrying a bike because the flat tire went. He got a flat tire, and he goes, "Oh, I got a flat tire, so I carried the bike." So he ran, essentially yeah. carrying a bike to get there because he knew what was going on. Yeah. And um, not only that, but then let's get to let's get to the most important scene with him in this movie that really shows how much. Besides where he saves Jojo at the end, um, Elsa comes out. Right. Yeah. First, we get we get the comedy. Right. We get the the high Hitler. Hitler that goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. Thirty-one times. <laughs> Thirty-one times. People counted. Thirty-one times do they get a high Hitler because it's high Hitler to every single person in the room, and then every single person that comes in after. And, and it, it comes across kind of. I'm not a big Mel Brooks fan, but, <laughs> but it's kind of that style of of oh my god, how long is this going to go on? But you know, the second time I I laughed even harder. I think so. <laughs> I, I think he. I'm not I, Mel Brooks, who's probably one of the other comedic actors who's played Hitler. How many times? I don't right. know. In his movies, <laughs> so uh, so he's uh, and I think he he endorsed this movie. He thought it was great. So, he did. Uh, he did fully uh, endorse it. But uh, but I I I I think uh, I think Taika Waititi Waititi does uh, does one better on on Mel Brooks because I get a little tired of Mel Brooks humor. But here I think it's just just right. I agree with you. He really he gets nailed the, it. 
yeah, the satirical tone. He knows when to bring the humor in and when to bring yeah. the, the, the so, drama so in. Before we get to the Rockwell scene or Captain K with, with Elsa, I want to talk about, too, uh, the very touching moment, right? This is where it starts to start to flip a little bit. Um, he asks about the knife, and then uh, uh, Elsa shows up and pretends to be the sister. Yeah. And she has to do the high Hitler. Yeah. And and it's it's one of those moments you just watch her facial expressions and the grief it causes her to do that, it's just, oh, my God, it's such a feel moment. It's like, oh, my God. But then it's the comedy side of it, too, with the fucking whole, hi, Hitler, hi, Hitler. <laughs> and you're like, son of a bitch, you, you're making me laugh and, and cry at the same time. What the hell? Yeah. So uh, incredible. But, yeah, we get to the point where, you know, it's the whole where's your knife, and then they go upstairs, and, and they ask to see your papers. And this is where uh, Sam Rockwell's character, Captain K, jumps in and really – shows shows his true colors and saves the day of you know you don't realize it right away because you know he grabs the papers and he's like oh what's your birthday right you know he's, oh this picture you look really young what's your birthday and she says it and he goes oh yeah you're right then immediately after that um i can't think of the guy's offhand um uh, Dirtz, Stephen yep. Merchant's character that Airman, the, the, Airman, Airman Dirtz, yes. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's the Gestapo. He's like, what is that? And right away you see Captain K, and and I didn't catch it the first time. He holds he out, holds the, yeah. up, and he just you can see the look on his face, like, oh fuck. Yeah. And he goes by and he goes, what's this? And he finds the Yuhu Jew book, which <laughs> fucking hilarious. And they start laughing uh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Nathan? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then we get later on that, you know, we find out why that was such an important uh, scene with uh, um, Captain K. You know, yeah. uh, Elsa says that, hey, I got the I got the birth date wrong. And and we realize, like, oh, shit, he's covering it for. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. So I, it just and he he kills it. Uh, Sam Rockwell kills that character the whole time. Even even Alfie Allen playing uh, his assistant lover uh does a great job in the background i mean he has very few lines but he what he does is is pretty good i mean he yeah he does a great job so, i mean we also got rebel wilson who who's frylon uh rom who has some lines that are they're comedic um I not always 100 percent. i didn't care for her as much i think he gave i think i i saw i heard the director gave her a little bit more uh room to free room to, yeah to, to kind of come up with ad-lib well, uh, material she's but uh it didn't work quite cute, as well you know hometown comedian that's making it big they gave her some some room to run to me it felt like some of the character i've seen in some of her other movies almost like she oh she she has no range uh so so that's what i she but, has zero range yeah as but, an, but she's as a an blonde. Actress. She's a. Uh, she, no, she I mean, fits, oh, she, she looks apart. <laughs> Although I did love it when at the end when she goes, you know, storming, storming with her with her bazooka. Oh, the big whatever, gun. You know, and, See, and, that uh, to me was a little over the top. I did like the part where she put the the grenade on the back of the kid and said, "Go hug that American." Oh that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me laugh. <clears throat> the other one that uh, in this was another one they played on, and I'll, I'll get to it, uh, the meanings in a second, but. Uh, one of the th times Jojo came up and, and you know, is the whole, he's ugly now. And she's like, oh, don't pay attention to his hideous face or something like that. <laughs> they and really just... played on that whole idea of ugly versus beauty, uh, uh, you know, of ugliness versus oh. beauty well, okay. a lot. So that, that had to do a lot with, um, apparently, um, 
you know, the whole Nazi regime's idea of the the perfect um, sure yeah. German, I mean, they you know, with exactly beauty. And, yeah. The Which is blonde, interesting, too, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's an interesting thing in that, too, because scars were sometimes a, a rite of passage and a, a mark of honor for a lot of their military officers and stuff like that, who apparently fenced a lot as children. Which apparently that's big. Where they, I mean, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I I played I played with guns and, or swords and stuff. Hold on one second. I gotta save something. Hey. All right, a stupid dog. Started to chew <laughs> on one of those uh, um, hydration pack inserts. See, you're probably left around. Yeah. Um, we back. Yeah, I, I unpaused it. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, we got so the whole, I was... got the whole explanation. <laughs> Everybody knows my dog's a shit. Right, and Sierra's to blame. <laughs> yeah, I might have been Alyssa. Um, I was watching a, a YouTube video um, that it's called uh, Jojo Rabbit Analysis Symbolisms, uh, Motifs, and Metaphors. And one of the things they were talking about was was the ugly versus, um, you know, pure and, and good looking and stuff like that, and how they really nailed on it. It's a really cool video. It's it's like 20 minutes long, but it's it's got some really interesting stuff that I missed completely. Um, but yeah, it was one of those. And so I, we I might have seen about, that one because is that the one that talks about the house, the houses with eyes and the shoes? And I didn't get all the way through it, but they okay. did talk about the shoes. Yeah. I did hear a lot of other people talk about the house with the eyes. I thought that was really incredible. I, I was like, oh my God, they do. I, they look like they're staring right at me. They do. And, it, and they said it was like the Gestapo that's kind of watching you. At the same time, oh. part, part of me thought uh, yeah. it was also the, the hidden Jews that were in the houses that were watching. That, that was another thing. I thought maybe it might have been playing both sides. I wasn't sure. I think it was. I okay. thought it was, to me, it was kind of like, because it looked sad to me. Yeah. It looked like the houses were crying with him. So to me, it was like the community feeling the loss with him. And 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 so I didn't even think yeah. about the Gustavo or the Jews. Well, that I way. think you were more on the same page with me because they didn't talk yeah. about that in the, in the video. They talked about it was the Gustavo watching watching you. But to me, yeah. it felt a little bit. I like I like that. It was sad. It was almost like they were they had remorse. I mean, that was when he was just sitting there. Oh know, my god! When, when you know, I don't know how long he he was he was sitting there with his mom. Such an emotional and, scene. Yeah. I mean, and, okay, and so was, let, let's just talk about that real quick because that is one of the. The most pivotal scenes in this whole whole movie, I think. I think, if, and, if you, if you, and it uses the shoes as, <laughs> as such a, a beautiful, you know, that throughout the whole movie, the yeah. you know, the dancing, the uh, you know, the the tying of the shoes and everything. And so once you see it, it just it just hits you direct. And they set it up gut. so perfectly. Yeah. They never they show her face. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of those ones that, uh, so when I went to rewatch this, uh, Alyssa had watched it with me the first time. And when I started to watch it again, she, she went, ugh, and she left. And, and, and I was like, I'm like, you, you didn't like that movie. And she's like, well, and then didn't say anything. And then I'm watching it again later. And she came in about halfway through and it was closer to that scene. She's like, Oh, I remember this. This was such a good part. And I was like, wait, earlier today, you were saying <laughs> you didn't like this movie. And she goes, Oh, well, I thought it was kind of stupid. And so she didn't like the comedy in the beginning and she didn't, she just didn't understand it and didn't get into it. But then when it got serious, she, she really understood and felt it. And so it's, it's interesting how much of an effect a movie can have where it has realistically, this has two parts. It has the comical, funny kind of opening half. And then the second half is very serious and drama filled. It, it's true that, you know, the whole, the whole stuff with the camp 
it's all done very much more satirically. You know, the very opening scene when he's when he's getting all pumped up to go to camp and Hitler's there <laughs> kind of getting them all getting them all riled up, you know. I, you know, hi, give me a hail who, me. Who is yeah, who is Hitler? You know, you know all this <laughs> and just getting all you know, just like a coach that's trying to yeah. get the team ready to go. And uh but well, but it 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 still it really effectively kind of turns into this into this this really emotional story it does so i i I was watching it again in that that first that first scene after the the whole hail me and gets him all pumped up and he gets on his way and he's high hitler and everybody down the street watching him again go through the streets is like oh my god he is is such a perfect example of a just happy-go-lucky kid you know (laughs) it's just the people around him it is so it is filmed so well and the acting is so good in this it, it it's amazing um the 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 camp scene too uh did you get a kind of a uh, is it a wes anderson is that right yeah um, sure well the the moonlight kingdom uh yes it totally plays out like that which is also two two kind of youthful leads mm-hmm. the you know which which cindy and i went as uh for halloween about five yeah. years ago so i just so. watched that recently uh, <laughs> good movie good movie yeah but it, it's the same sort of i mean that's a boy scout or a, a scout's camp yeah. um, <laughs> or, um but uh and and even kind of has the same sort of satirical humor, but Wes Anderson certainly has his own his own yeah. style that that uh, is is all his his own. Um, but it but did play a little bit into it that. Did. It, it had I a agree. feel to it. But I think it was and it was hilarious. I mean, there was a lot of. Stuff. I mean, that's that's where we get introduced to to a lot of the characters, and you know. Uh, one of the interesting things too is he's pumping up all the kids, you know, like, oh, you're gonna learn how to shoot and throw and you know throw knives and blow up stuff, and then and then the girls, you'll learn to bandage wounds and cook and get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And then yeah, that's that's when you get you know, Rebel Wilson with her. Uh, yes, I've I've had 18 children for the mother country. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's a good year to be a, a woman. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, she had some she had some moments, but yeah, I I think she was bad to say it, but I think she was the 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 weakest link as far as the acting and, and characters. Um, basically, she's there for some laughs, and there's nothing else redeeming about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could kind of say the same for Al- Alfie Allen that he was kind of there just for you know that support character, but he didn't really have much. But he didn't. <laughs> We didn't have enough to really. Who was that? Alfie Allen was uh, Finkel. Okay. Yeah, but you he, know, didn't, he didn't. He didn't, didn't have. Add, I think he, he didn't had. Try to, he lines. didn't try to ad lib. Um, I think he had two lines. Uh, I think the first one was when uh, he talks about the knives and he's like, "No stabbing," <laughs> you know, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, so uh, I forgot where I was going to go. Um, we were talking about the 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 scene where he finds his mom. Uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, when I was watching it too, that I didn't, not a lot of other people in podcast or, or the stuff I've picked up on that um, through this whole thing, Jojo has this, this interaction with his mom where she is kind of being who she is and, and letting him be who he is. And, and you know, from the, almost from the get go that she's part of the resistance, but Jojo really doesn't. But when he's out doing that collection of the the tin and he's in his little robot costume, he sees he sees her dropping off those little leaflets. Sure, which and, ends up being tied to her leg too. Yeah, right. So he he sees it and just kind of blows it off, kind of like, oh, okay. 
Um, but not a lot of people talked about that. That's I don't like, know if he blew it off. I think I think it kind of. But they don't show any reaction from him at all towards it. Well, maybe Wait. maybe he already kind of knew, um, and 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 he had already been so exposed to Elsa that he was starting to. Come well, that's around that's kind of what I was saying though. Yeah. Is like if if he would have seen it in the very beginning. It might have been a different thing. And so that's where I was saying is like it showed a little bit of growth, but they didn't really touch on it too much. And and I don't know if, if people just blew over it and didn't see it or if I saw something else into it and I read too much into it. But like he, he really, that's the last time we see his mom too, essentially. Right. Right. That's the last time we see her uh, technically. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of a, a, a crazy thing, but you know, um, it gets into that. That's when the emotional swing hits. Uh, not only that, I mean, there's so much we can go into. One of the, one of the scenes that that Scarlett Johansson just killed in this, which um, we haven't talked about Scarlett Johansson yet. So that's, no, we haven't. Yeah. Let's get into her because yeah. she is is as good as any character in this entire film. Um, and one of, I mean, she's been in so many great movies and done so so much stuff that. But this is one of the ones where I think her acting carries her so well I mean you've got the MCU where you know she is Black Widow she is Natasha Romanoff and there's there's no denying everything she does but that's a lot of action a lot of just one liners this one you really see so much more in her um, the scene that comes to mind is where she has to she kind of plays both dad and mom she goes to this the to the oh when she wipes the ash yeah she wipes the ash to yeah. get the the must or the not mustache but the beard and plays all that I was watching that, and first I was a little pissed at JoJo because, like, I, I mean, you don't talk to your mom that way. First, well, and that's what she ends up saying: you don't talk to yeah. your mom like that. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was, I, I mean, I, my emotions were going through, and at first I was like, "Oh, you little motherfucker!" But then she does that whole thing and goes through that whole scene where she's talking to herself and talking to him, and as the dad, and I was like, "Man, that's that's fucking so good." The other part of that, and it's kind of the beginning, is is where it starts with the dinner. I mean, this is where I thought you were going to get your drink, actually. And uh, <laughs> her like, grapes when she's chewing yeah. grapes. Yeah. She's like, he's like, oh, no, I'm I'm just going to chew these grapes and takes a sip of wine and and actually chews the wine. And I was like, I I was like, oh, Steve's going to do something with the wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. T- I mean, I did draw from from her dialogue uh, for my drink. And and this is something that I was I was about to bring up when we were talking about the drinks, but almost this entire movie is told from the point of view of Jojo. But there are but there are two scenes in the movie. And I tell me if I'm wrong, but I think there's two scenes um, that don't have Jojo in them that that focus on Elsa and uh, Rosie, where they're Mm -hmm. talking in the closet, you know, and I, I was a little. I was a little taken. I mean, I, I thought those are beautiful conversations where she's talking about womanhood and we get we get some of uh, the beautiful line that I think I, I want to talk about more when she talks about uh, womanhood being uh, trust without fear and, and where that kind of takes us when it comes to uh, to I, I think that more embodies humanity that in this movie that 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 uh, Jojo realizes later. But um, the fact that they have these scenes in there that don't involve Jojo, it's almost a break from from. Uh, you know this movie is so is so ingrained from Jojo's point of view and yet they have this I wonder my, part of my thinking was that maybe this movie isn't supposed to necessarily be from Jojo's point of view but maybe from a a per parents influence that you know uh, the you know mm. 
I, I, I was, I just, I see what I, you're saying. I, I, I'm curious if you have any ideas on this and why, uh, I mean, they, they're good scenes, but they just, they stepped outside of what I thought was, was, uh, was the point of view that, that the well, director it, was. It t- did. It, it did step out of the, the Jojo's view where, where everything was basically through Jojo's view. But this was also, um, I think that this was an important scene because it tells a lot about, um, two important parts of Jojo through this, right? His mom and Elsa, right? Because his mom has a huge influence on him, even though he fights it because she's, even though she's supportive of him in a way, there's that kind of anti-Nazi that's not there, right? And so I think it's it's kind of, um, it's kind of like an idea to see, okay, what are the influences potentially on Jojo to help him make his change? And then the other side of it too is, as I think it's, it's a side to show that, uh, you know, why and where they're coming from, you know, where, where it has, uh, Rosie talking to Elsa and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we, it's just an important mo- moment. I, I definitely uh, agree. It's important, but you, usually if, if a director comes up with a, 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 a point of view for a movie and he, he steps outside of that there there's there's something that you can kind of take from that it's and and i'm and and i think it's the humanizing of in 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 the relationships that will will guide you know you don't don't think he could have told that while still staying with the point of view that's that's something that i don't think so because jojo was always going to have a view of his mother you know it's that that un unfrettered love for your parents right no matter what they do you know it, it's he why uh taiki uh or taika what what um said that this was very much a uh, yeah look at you laughing is a love letter to his mom <laughs> Le, yeah love letter to his mom and so that's where i i kind of went with this thinking that that she was more the focus or, or or a parent's influence on a child was was the point of view of of this movie and and, and in that way this scene fit perfectly because uh you know she was speaking to inga's ghost you know which was certainly she was she was taking on that parental influence uh for the child and you know even and and hit you know adolf who is the embodiment of of the the child's missing father you know mm-hmm. it, it, it with with hitler's uh ideals but at the same time the in the image of of her of his father there's another influence there that he's kind of battling between and so you see that kind of battle throughout yeah. the whole movie between one parent and another or you know you know if if you call <laughs> hitler a parent but the fact that he chose to to show the photo of himself um as as the same embodiment of Hitler, I mean, right. didn't have the mustache, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And, and it's funny. I just thought of this uh, for a second. Like um, one of the things that uh, that Jojo has heard heard about his father was that he was off fighting the war, right? <laughs> so the 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 father figure became Adolf, right? Which was or or I like how you call him Adolf instead of Hitler. Kind of like it, it makes him less of a <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I that's of, what they call about in the in the uh, cast. No, no, it's perfect because it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not giving any more power to Adolf Hitler. It's it's the persona of uh, Adolf, even uh, a ten-year-old boy who is a silly kind of goofy man that doesn't know how to shave. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, but no, it's like if 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 Jojo hadn't heard that his father was off fighting the war, right? In 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 part of you know backing Germany, if his mother would have said no, he's here being part of the resistance how would have that changed jojo's perception 
Do you know what I mean? And it's something yeah. I just thought of yeah. when you were just saying this. I was like, oh, so, I mean, yeah, he he's filling in that father figure for him because his father's not there, which is an important part. And, in, in, um, you know, I, I know this isn't part of this, a lot of this, but, you know, uh, shout out to all those single parents out there, both female, you know, mothers and fathers, um, you know, th- that that have to raise their children without the other because it, it's a hard thing to do because you have to play both both parents and yeah. and it is probably the I couldn't do it to tell you the truth right. I, I know I couldn't do it <laughs> I, I, I agree it's worth a shout out at the same time I, my, my wife was always would always get frustrated when single parents would get more props than 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 those who were able to keep their marriage together <laughs> like 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 we have you know so we got to give ourselves props to, no I mean <laughs> yeah no 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 I, I wasn't trying to make any I wasn't I, saying any parent is better than any parent I'm just saying that it's hard and and this comes from from my perspective because I, I I was raised by my father sure yeah right so um when I look at a lot of different things and a lot and I hear a lot of people praise single mothers and and, and how the people are raised and stuff like that and I look at what I lacked as as a single parent family um I missed a lot of that mothering and so that's why I was saying it, it's a hard thing to do and so I think he's showing that that look that's I think that's why she he he does that scene with the the uh Scarlett Johansson doing the the father character too yeah. to show that you know you have to be both parts of it and that's why I was saying it's it's difficult and, and parenting Ta- is Taika hard Waititi was also also raised by his mother his father left yeah. early uh so yeah that. so no I mean granted it's it no no parenting is is ever easy right regardless of a single parent both parents mother just mother just father it, it, it's all hard yeah. <laughs> the fact that children live at all sometimes amazes me, <laughs> right because it's like what the hell like i'm surprised my kids made it where they have and i have to give most of that props to m- my wife because yeah, well she it's did a balance it's a balance you want boundaries so they don't you know they don't kill themselves <laughs> right. at the same time you want them to be able to fall so they learn how to get back up yeah. and, and keep going um but you don't want them to fall to where they kill themselves so it's like you find that you know that oh i saw this i saw this great thing it it, it's it was it was about fathers and it was it was a thing that said a father is the one that's going to let you fall and scrape your knee and not let you see and not let you see him cry about it yeah (laughs) and i was like oh shit they're right because like moms as soon as the kid falls usually they're like oh you kill you kill and my dads are like ah get up brush it off you know (laughs) But realistically, we're like, oh damn, I I failed, and and I was like, oh damn, that's crazy. Back to back to the movie, we we went on our tangent. <laughs> well, that, that's we that's a fair tangent because this movie does <laughs> try to address some of that stuff, so that's okay. It does, and and Scarlett Johansson did an incredible job. Um, a lot of people were talking about how they they thought that she was kind of robbed in not getting nominated for this um this role because of the the work that she did in it. Um. I'm not one that really is big into the the movie awards and who gets what and what gets who and kind of thing. So I can't speak to it. I think you know. I think they should all get you know participation trophies just like every other kid that plays soccer, you know, kind of thing, <laughs> and just just call it that. Um, so uh, no winners, no losers, just participate. Right, exactly. It doesn't sound like it, you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of me more making a jab at like, okay, we get it every year. You guys suck each other off and give each other big ass rewards, you know, for, for doing your job. I, I, you know what I mean? It's like, 
you you all do a great job. My cat's my cat's over here interfering with the podcast now. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I think she did one of the most incredible jobs. But like I said, this this movie had so much great acting in it. Like I think everybody. Like you know, when you watch some shows, you're like, okay, that's someone just reading lines. I didn't feel these whole people felt like who they were, from from top to bottom, except for maybe Rebel Wilson. I mean, they, 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 <laughs> and there's nothing against Rebel Wilson. They're, she does some funny stuff. This just wasn't one of the best ones. I I think the script uh, has a lot um, deserves a lot of props. I think this could have been played out in a uh, in a theater. It's scripted uh, well enough to where I mean, it's it's tightly. Oh, you mean like to in, where on, a, on a stage? Could, on a stage, yeah. I think it oh, would, that would be hilarious. In fact, uh, you know what was uh, springtime for Hitler? You gotta, you can kind of uh, integrate the the producers, um, <laughs> Mel, Mel Brooks, the producers, uh, hit right. with with this and kind of turn it into a a, a musical as well. Um, but um, there's there's a lot of s- straightforward symbolism in a lot of the storytelling it's not you know part of me got a little frustrated saying hey this was adapted from a book caging skies that really was a a a much more uh deeper book that that went into the drama the emotional arcs of all these characters and the and was not a was didn't didn't have the same sort of character growth that you get out of this one in just two hours but it's but don't doesn't that make it better though like this this actually i i think it's better for the screen that way i don't i i yes i i I think this is how you tell a story in two hours and it's not necessarily something that's going to be word for word exactly how it happens in Mm -hmm. real life but it but it you can convey so much but I mean, compared to the, the book, he took the best parts of the book and 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 made a story that that well, had a redeeming quality. Where uses, it sounds like a book use, might not have uses these motifs. That, you know, the shoes, I, the time right. of the shoes, I thought was so was so beautiful. How it just kind of shows how she has to tie the shoes, and and little by little he learns to tie the shoes. At the one point, she ties them together. You know, just, yeah. just to let make him trip, which is kind of like we were talking about how how sometimes you have to let your your child fall. That's the only way yeah. they're going to learn. And I think that was almost yep. like this is time. I'm 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 probably about to, to be, grow up. I'm I'm going to get caught, and you're going to be left alone. So I'm going to trip you yeah. up here. And notice he hops. He follows her. He's hopping yeah. like a rabbit to try to follow her. Oh my um, Like even wow. with the shoe, even the tying the shoes, she even talks about how you follow the lace through the hole. The rabbit follows, chases, comes, yeah, through the hole, yeah. uh, through the. Well, yeah. And then at the end, where so we get to the end of this movie, and um, it's after the Americans come in and and liberate the the town and stuff like. Or I guess I don't even know if it's liberation because it's a German town, but take over and and you know he gets saved by captain k who who rushes him off and he comes home and so this is this is one where some people were unclear of the time frame and and i'm kind of a little unclear too he comes home after his mother's dead um and and he's in the house with just elsa um and it's just them and he's kind of having to become the the supplier or the um not the not the supporter, but he, he has to go out and search for food and stuff like that to keep them alive and stuff like that. Yeah, head of household. Uh, <laughs> yeah, head of house. Yeah, he has to you know support her and essentially. And so I was watching it again the second time, and I was trying to figure out the time frame. It is not just like a day or two. It is. It seems like it's over a month or so. Like 
if you look at it, like it kind of goes through a season where he's out, you know, short sleeve shirt doing some stuff, digging through trash, and then he's got him in a jacket, kind of almost like it went through winter. Even the the colors change a little bit, so it seems like they were like that for a little while. And then you know, uh, he he gets the uh, you they come back you. after he's back. <laughs> after the, after the Americans come in and he's saved and comes back and. She asks him who won, and, and he tells her Germany, right? Yeah. And uh, but then it comes out, and, and and she finds out, and it's time to go out, and that's when he ties her shoe right before they're about to go out. Well, and he also has that little pep talk, and and I I saw this. In well, that, yeah, it's the, the same pep talk, talk that his mom gave him about about uh, is, is, it it be, is it is it going to be is it, is it yeah. dangerous? She says definitely, or something to that effect. Uh, indeed, <laughs> I think extremely, 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 yeah, um, yeah. Um, but that was such a, a an important moment. It's like, you know, what? when when he first tells her that the Germany won, he wasn't telling her that because he wanted Germany to win or all that. He told her that because he was afraid that she was going to leave him. Sure. Um, and it, yeah, he was in love with her. He she he rep she represented I, the, the only family he had left. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's weird because it's 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 a two part love in that one in in the the. Boyfriend girlfriend love kind of is creepy. That I was like, well, oh, okay, I hope that's not the reason. It's ho I hope it's more that you feel like you don't want to be well, left alone. Family. Love is not an easy thing to define. But, uh, <laughs> true, uh, true. Um, whether it's but even he acknowledges it. Yeah, it's like sisterly, you know, uh, brother sister love. But um, or at least he says that's what you think, right? Or because yeah, he. <laughs> but um, there's that he. I mentioned Yuhu Ju, which. Uh, because while when he when he finally reads her the letter from Nathan that he's just reading oh. from a blank piece of paper, before he does that he opens up the Yuhu Jew and he goes to the last page and it shows the picture of him and it's got the the rabbit that's caged and he's holding the key behind him and it's like and oh. and so it's so part of it is like is this the rat is she the rabbit but I think it's more the part of part of him that that uh, he he and this is where it goes mm. back to that uh, that line that uh, his mom tells Elsa about uh, trust without fear. Um, I, part of me thinks that is, is, such a, is such a big line that defines our ability to love. That, because in, in the fact that in the end, when he finally says, I love you, and he says it with such kind of, I don't want to say confidence, but he says it <laughs> in, in, in a fearless, fearless, in a fearless way that this is, he is suddenly understands who he is. It's like he is, mm -hmm. he, he is the rabbit. He embodies the rabbit. He has released the rabbit. It, it is no longer caged up so he can, he can be who he is. And uh, it really shows the evolution of, of who he is through this whole movie. You know, he's still just a 10 or now maybe, maybe 11 years old. Yeah. Um, so, well, it could also, it could also be too that, that, yeah, that picture too could be that she is the rabbit in the cage sure. and, and yeah. he releases her you know it, yeah there's so many metaphors you can put into that that they all work and it's like oh so good um yeah, yeah and that and that's the that's the incredible part that is is how much how much of a change from the beginning where it's 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 very slapsticky funny <laughs> laugh not not like not like three stooges slapsticky but you know what i mean it has kind of that that humor that that physical humor right the kid throws the knife against the tree it bounces off and sticks in the other kid's leg you know you're like oh okay and just just little things like that and and so it has that humor which gets you opened up it breaks down those defensive walls right 
And then all of a sudden it slaps you with this emotion and it's like, oh, your walls are down. Guess what? I'm coming in, baby. And we're (laughs) going to talk about this. And, and it does, it hits you and you're like, oh, okay. Tears. I'm not crying. You're crying kind of (laughs) shit. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that's why I think this is such an incredible movie. And, and for all the people out there that, that, that boohoo this or shit on this because of, oh, you can't, you can't. You can't talk good about Nazis. You can't make satirical comedy about Nazis. You can't do anything that that makes Nazis look good because they didn't. They made them look stupid. They made it. They made the whole ideal of it look really dumb um, and wrong. So it's not that you uh, you know the people that said, oh well, you can't say that about Jews. You can't make fun of Jews. You can you can because in the sense they're not making fun of Jews. They're making fun of the idea of what the the german propaganda was trying to say about jews and how ridiculous it was and how these people bought into this ridiculousness to show that how bad propaganda can be for it and then they come in and say look okay now that we got your walls down we got you laughing let's talk about some serious shit let's talk about what happened let's talk about feelings let's talk about how how you know that how it all makes you feel and stuff like that. It it did a great job because I don't think anybody left this film thinking Adolf Hitler was a good person. You, you're you're you you make it sound like there's a there was a a big backlash to this movie. I didn't find there was what, okay. There was, there was a lot. I mean, so a lot of the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about a lot of the people that were. And I, I don't mean, I don't know if it's like the full everybody cancel culture, like, oh, my God, Taika Waititi, how do you do this? But just a lot of people that didn't want to see this because, and it could have been the marketing was not exactly the best marketing that, like, people were like, oh, I don't want to see that. And then there was a lot of people that were like, oh, you can't make that, you you know, and a lot of people backlash about, oh, you can't make a Nazi have a redeeming quality. You can't, you can't make, you know, there's a lot of things like that that happen. I personally didn't hear any of them personally from anybody but i also didn't talk to anybody about this film until i saw it and then i told you about it and my my opinion was like oh hell no you got to see this Mm -hmm. so uh but there was a lot of backlash in the beginning um from and i i don't think there's anything that you can release ever in this day and age where you're not gonna uh, offend somebody or trigger somebody it's just well i i I wonder if that was a lot of Prejudging, uh, it was before people. It's, it was judging it. by people who hadn't watched I, it. I would love to hear what people, you know, that those negative criticisms from people who actually watched it and try to get a sense of where they're coming from. Um, oh, for sure, I would love but, to have those conversations too. But but yeah, I, there's I, a I, lot of you know that's what prejudice is all about prejudging before you actually uh, get a sense, you know, get to and and there's so much of that that, that continues to go on in our society. So I think so. most of what, most of what we have going on in our society right now is, is prejudice. Yeah. Right. Prejudging people by, by boxes that you put them in yeah. and it's boxes you put them in, not that they're actually in. So I agree with you. And that's, I mean, that's why I was like, this, I think this, this movie got a bad rap in in why it might have not as done as well in the theaters that it could have but i think it has a strong a strong word of mouth like oh my god i mean it was up for for an oscar for best dream um it was actually in the running for two best film apparently it did great it got i mean it made cost uh 14 million budget and it made 90 million that's for for a movie like this that's i'll take that that's that oh yeah that's really good i would think (laughs) Well, I mean, you just threw $5 their way. I mean, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I own it now. 
<laughs> yeah, I I uh, actually would have bought this except for when I came up on my Amazon, it just said play instead of purchase. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll I'll play. I didn't have my Cinemax. It was nine ninety nine to to add the Cinemax. So uh, yeah, so well, I, <laughs> I'm paying that anyways, and not and I probably haven't watched anything. So I've probably paid about one hundred and twenty dollars to watch that this year. <laughs> I don't think I've watched anything on Cinemax this year for the most part. Uh, HBO though, I'm killing HBO. I, I'm getting my money out of them. I watched a ton of stuff on HBO lately. Did you see the new uh, trailer for uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home? I did watch that yesterday um, on a t- on a phone screen, so I didn't get the big <laughs> the big uh, reveal. Um, I, I'm as hyped as it as I am for any Spider-Man. Spider-Man is it's weird. I loved the Spider-Man comic books growing up. I am not like oh my god diehard spider-man fan yeah of 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 the mcu i like the movie i didn't care for the second the last one. Oh, you didn't okay i've enjoyed them but i, I enjoyed I, I, I enjoyed it like i like most like i'm never never gonna say i don't like an mcu movie and i consider spider-man an mcu movie there was parts of it i didn't care for like it would not break my top 10 at all like it it may not even break top 15 as far as like movies, I I had some big plot holes and and some uh, things that I just like. That's too much bullshit. I can't buy that. <laughs> so uh, one of these days, uh, sometime in the next month or two, maybe. I was trying to figure out how long we have on our MCU podcast that we're doing every three weeks. I think I counted out. We've got like twelve more episodes or something like that. That's and it. I was like, oh, sh-. yeah, but. If you think about it, 12 more episodes, that's still like six months. Yeah. yeah. We were doing them. Uh, speaking of our next uh, MCU episode, uh, next week, or I'm sorry, not next week, but two weeks from now, we're going to hit Black Panther, the movie. Right. So that that's going to be a big one because I know that's a, that's a huge MCU movie. Um, and a lot of people love it. So uh, that, <laughs> I saw that expression. Be... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> what, what about I next did week? say love it uh next week um so i i sent out a, a a poll on our instagram and uh facebook to get a a feel for what people want us to do and uh we're gonna do john wick oh nice okay so uh the question i have for you and and i'm, I'm actually gonna throw this out on on uh, social medias too is uh do you think we should do all three john wicks or just cover the first one uh, now i want to know what you want what your thoughts are first I know what my thought is, but I'm... I would rather just cover the first one because I think that 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 has a lot of uh, okay, a lot of. I'm kind of with you. Okay, I, I personally am kind of with continue you. Continue going on it because yeah. those, those are rich movies that uh, you know. I don't think we can get. You know, I'm not even going to throw it out there. I'm not okay. even going to throw it out there. We're just going to do the first one yeah. and uh, and see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see this. I love the John Wick trilogies. Um, I am so excited to watch that again. I've been wanting to watch that again for a while. I bought that last Christmas. I bought the three pack that came with all three movies in one, uh, on Blu-ray. And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. To watch that. <laughs> so, yeah. So John wick. And then I think, uh, after black Panther, I think we're going to try and uh, tackle Loki. Okay. Yeah. I, we finished so, Loki. I was trying to prepare in case we were, yeah. <laughs> in case we were going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I threw it out there. I, I, I asked people if they, I figured Loki and John wick were going to be the top two. I also threw in a couple others that I thought would be fun. Um, but yeah, John wick got, got the votes by proud about 60, 70%. Oh, nice. 
Um, so yeah, definitely not not a ton of votes, but it was it was enough to make it that it, it's definitely John Wick. A lot, so. of, a lot of Keanu Reeves fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I, I did. I was telling you. I did that list of different movies for us to do, and um, I counted them out. I don't know if I sent you the email to it, but it's like 80, 80 or ninety movies. And it's basically like I took the top hundred from eighties, nineties, and two thousands and two thousand tens, and just wrote down the ones that I thought would be fun to do. And like I'm like, oh my god. And I saw like Point Break. I'm like, oh god, yeah, I remember that. And then just little <laughs> ones like that. But when you said Connery, I was like, oh yeah, we gotta do that because. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> it's just one of those. I love that line so much. That'll be the podcast. So That's it. <laughs> oh, it'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be it. Um, I don't think I've actually seen Point Break start to finish. So, really, yeah. interesting. Okay, I watched it several times when it was out the first first year. Um, that was that was my blockbuster days. I remember going and getting that app blockbuster. <laughs> sure, I remember it being on the shelves, running blockbuster. That was a always one. It just it was not one that I was re- ever really interested in seeing. I didn't watch a lot of the, yeah, the action well, movies. Well, what's the who's the other guy? The one from Ghost, um, um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Um, a lot of his kind of more machismo movies, I I steered away from. Oh, so. <laughs> I didn't even think it's not even on the list. What? I got to go add it on the list. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. That was that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. Be nice uh, until it's I, not time to be nice. I have not seen that. So. What? <laughs> okay. All right. Now, now I understand the reactions when stuff like you know you know Spinal Tap and things like that, and they're like, "What? You haven't seen that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know." There, there, we all have our own movies. It's, it's fair to say what, and then get excited that hey, you get to see this movie for the first time, and you true, get to experience true. it. So it's always exactly. kind of fun sometimes to to offer some some, <laughs> some blast from the past that someone hasn't experienced. I right. love doing that with the kids, uh, but they don't always like, they don't always share the same taste as I do. So yeah, <laughs> Casey um, humors me, but uh, but James is a also, little less resistant. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out, uh, but we're going to talk more about it in our next episode. But we did get an email this week um so someone won the shirt <laughs> yeah uh, not only did they win the shirt but they spoke out specifically saying yes they would love to purchase a shirt if we got shirts <laughs> so uh, uh we'll talk more about that um it's a friend of nina's so i wanted to do that on an episode when she was on it so nice just so we can shout that out more nice um, it might take a little bit we're still working on a design to try to get yeah, something a little better yeah than, definitely than our two mugs on the on the on the cover like, like we <laughs> i don't even want to wear that but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah no i was super excited i was like oh that that's cool because that means someone's listening so shout out to you you know who you are um and we'll talk more about it next week um and yeah so that was that was fun uh if you are still listening please uh, give us a shout, you know, let us know what you think, you know, hit us up on the email at the dot HWSI dot podcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook group. Um, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's a private group, so you have to ask to join, but I will approve pretty much anybody cause it's, <laughs> uh, I tried to change it and it wouldn't let me. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. I like, uh, I like that we've got HWSI as our acronym cause, cause it's, it, there aren't many so things. There aren't many things out there that you search on that that, uh, right. that come up. There are there are enough that that I don't think we're on the first page of of Google hits. Uh, but uh, but you can find us pretty quick. If oh, I didn't even think. If you I just go we HWS, if you do a HWSI podcast, yeah, it. we're definitely but, first. But uh, HWSI, I think there's some uh, there's some companies or something like that. <laughs> we're we're gonna take it over. <laughs> HWSI Tech, they're on LinkedIn. iTech World Services, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, yeah, 
Women's Suffrage Movement page, Shadow <laughs> 2, Google Book Results. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so add that podcast in if you do any search, and it'll definitely come up with uh, – <laughs> with with us uh so yeah um but also yeah please please uh if you if you are listening let let a friend know um that you know you enjoy us and hopefully they can too if you have any friends that listen to podcasts um subscribe uh like and uh add five star reviews actually i don't care even if it's a four four three whatever just review <laughs> us on, on itunes i <laughs> um I, I think it would be cool just to see some of that. I'm happy to have the, the fans that we have or the people that are I love, yeah, if we get any kind of like three-star reviews with like pretty good podcasts, those, those would be great to put on our podcast. It's like, not bad. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> all right. Like, like if, if I had nothing better to do, I'll listen to them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to own so, our reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have one. Uh, it's from Bo. So, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I'll take it. How many um, drinks in was he when he wrote that review? <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't know. Uh, he did it. He did it after one of the other episodes. Or actually, I sent it out on on uh, one of the. Uh, I think on Facebook or something. I asked him people to do it. Uh, so yeah. Well, that I mean, I, I can't highly recommend uh, Jojo Rabbit more than. I mean, it it is. If you haven't seen it, that is is a, is a must watch. Um, if you've listened to this whole podcast, I, I would be surprised if you hadn't seen it. Um, most people don't listen to podcasts on a show they haven't seen yet. Um, but it is one of those things that, uh, I remember, I recommend watching more than once. Um, yes. I, yeah, because that's, that's good. I yeah. If you've up, seen it only once, uh, you know, and, I picked up a ton more than, uh, and, and if you're listening to po this podcast, you probably listen to other podcasts. There's some, there's some other really good podcasts out there that talk about, um, talk about this show and, and things like that. It, I had so much fun this week listening to, uh, the different podcasts talk about them. Like I literally found four or five other podcasts that I'm like, that's actually pretty good. I think I'm going to listen to some more of their stuff. Um, so if you're, if you're ever looking for other podcasts to listen to, uh, hit us up on our emails and I'll give you a list of the ones I listen to, to, uh, <laughs> find out information for what I'm going to talk about. Nice. Uh, I'm not, so yeah, I don't know what else to say, but my animals are going crazy. <laughs> They've got something uh, to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, you've been on there long enough, but mom's not here. Come on. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, then no, uh, we'll be back next week with John Wick. And, yes. Uh, yeah, until I'm then, super excited about that. Um, do, we have a, yeah, that's how, do we have a sign off? Yeah, that's how we seize it. Okay, I should have said That's that. how we seize it. <laughs> All right. Good night. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, what we we're going to call people. All right, Caesars. <laughs> Hail Caesars. There you Hail, go. Hail Caesars. <laughs> or is it Hail Caesars? No. Okay. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.